We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Oh, boy. It's a few days after I'm still full from Veterans Day. Mm-mm, good. My favorite ingredient is free. So I enjoyed that. Uh, okay, what's your favorite? Right. What's your favorite part about Veterans Day? You know what? I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that before. Oh, oh, that's cute. Um, parades, the mattress sales. The... No, definitely not the mattress sales. <laughs> Veterans Day. Not even the free food. Like I know that's like a big perk for a lot of people, and I'm a foodie. I enjoy food, but. I think like organizations that offer veterans and first responder discounts all year are the real heroes, not just the folks who do it once a year for publicity and extra But please dollars. don't stop doing it once a year. But please, please. don't stop doing it, obviously, because <laughs> some people rely on that and they got to, you know, plan out their meals for the next week. So I know the precedence, you know, the order precedence here. Um, you know, I think my favorite thing about Veterans Day is it's a day that I can kind of think about my service. And I used to for a long time, not know what to say when people thank me for my service, because I fell into that self like doubt and, oh, I didn't deploy therefore, right? Like I fell into that mentality at one point. And I realized that like, I did a full eight years of service and I upheld all the army standards. I did my job. So when people say, you know, thank you for my service, I say, it's a pleasure to serve. And that's how I respond to folks during that day. And it helps me take stock in what I've done and who I've inspired along the way. So that's what Veterans Day means to me. I think I've said it before. If a young lady says that to me, I always say, for you, I would do it all over again. Oh, you don't say you're worth it. You are worth it. You're worth it. And they're like, and they give you an extra extra bread basket. She knows (laughs) who I'm talking about. I don't have to say her name. You know, you're worth it. I'm that's always play- worth it. Have you seen that's a me? player? That's a player move right there. How's that? How's that playing out for you? It plays out well. We'll see. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still call me, call me at breakfast. We'll talk about it. All right. We're going- <laughs> 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 no. And you know, Netflix has a Netflix has a flick coming out. All quiet on the Western front, mm-hmm. which is not what we're going to be talking about. Talk about my breakfast. Whoop, whoop. And I think you have a story about this. And I, I think that your your little friends behind you may add some <laughs> flavor. It'll be amazing if they're jumping up behind you while this goes on. I wish we all missed uh momentarily if you're watching video uh or before we got started. My dogs somehow found an insect in the house and they've been just jumping about like crazy. Uh, but this is, is a nice segue into the story. So um, that time they made a parody of All Quiet on the Western Front with dogs. Taskandpurpose.com. I'm like, this is wild. So Jeff, actually, you, you sent this to me and I watched it and I was like, how in the heck did they get these dogs? Like, they look kind of like they're like 
you know, they're all up on like their back legs. It's just very funny. Um, and there's a link. There's a link. There's, for there is a link. There is a link. So I'll purpose this. So, um, so, so war is hell and no book captured the suffering in the trenches quite like Eric Marina Ramarki, Maria, Maria, Mark, Remarque, 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 Remarque. Uh, 1927, all quiet on the Western Front. Drawing from his own wartime experience, Remarque made the story of Paul Brumer and his compatriots' struggles so vivid it became an international hit. So clearly, Hollywood needed to make a comedy out of it with dogs. (laughs) It's just so wild. So the quiet on the canine front is a part of a strange series excuse me, strange series of short films that Metro Goldwyn Meyer Studios produced. All, excuse me, the all barky dogville comedies were made between 1929 and 1931. Nine short comedy films where dogs were put in costume and then overdubbed by human actors, all meant to riff on the other films from the studio at the time. Wow, this was like level, this is like leveling up. Like this is, modern day like you know people just making like puns and like puns and dubsteps over like existing songs or like i don't know this is like a clap back this is great so anyway with the new german language adaptation out on netflix it's worth it's worth revisiting the weirder side project that acclaimed original a 19 uh project that acclaimed original 1930 film so The Quiet on the Canine Front loosely follows the plot of Remarque's novel and Lewis Milestone's adaptation, at least at the start. Excitable students, including Mr. Barker. Barker. Uh, Barker. Oh, <laughs> gleefully enlists in the war, goes through the training in the camp, and then ends up in the trenches in the front. The dog wears, <laughs> the dogs wear upturned food bowls as helmets in the in movie endure shell and then movie endure shelling unlike real all quiet on the western front the canines here are american and english with the with the germans as villains a spy mission leaves private barker in a tight fix forcing a heroic rescue operation and then a rather dark ending featuring poison gas enveloping the heroes it should be noted that this was a comedy and all of the barkies barkies featured trained canines but they also dealt with serious topics such as war adulterous affairs and other matters dun 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 bow who let who let the dogs out? who let the dogs out that's that was the inspiration was it who who sang i think would would a studio do that today like put out a big film and then make fun of their own big film with it sounds like sure, a Disney but, plot twist, like a Disney Pixar. Disney would never make Marvel. fun of themselves. No. No. It would have MGM, to be someone brave enough. MGM, you were old school. You were old school gangster there because <laughs> not everybody does that. No, not everybody that's... can run along. Everybody else runs along with the pack. And MGM was the lead dog. That's all I'm going to say about that. It was funny. I did watch some of it and I was like, what? How did they get these dogs? Like, why are there so many dogs? Like, how did they Alpha, get them all I, to not lose their minds with so each Alpha, other? So, I know that super producer Holly put the link to mm-hmm. the video that Ashley saw, the 
it's only one they made they made several of these mm-hmm. so if you watch it and you, let us know what you think i think it would be amazing you know who might consider putting them on on their show oh, oh boy somebody we're going to be joined today by vet tv ceo waker hoover i did not bring up i did not bring this up with him but i sure to shoulda Waco served as a United States Marine oh, raw, from 1997 to 2001, including several deployments across Southeast Asia. After separation, he became an entrepreneur and investor who now has over 18 years of experience in venture capital, M&A, entertainment, media, and live events. He recently hosted Be The One panel at the 103rd American Legion National Convention in Milwaukee, where where we both spoke with not him, but people who work with and for him. And we're going to be back with Waco Hoover himself right after the break. Woof, woof. For those of you who don't understand human. If you were stationed at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you and your family may be victims of toxic water poisoning, cancers, birth defects, deadly illnesses, have all been linked to the contaminated water. With passage of the PACT Act, the government is ready to be held accountable. You could be awarded financial compensation for your suffering, but you must act now. Get your free case review. Call True Law at 833-686-4242, 833-686-4242, or visit justicecamplejeune.com slash T-A-L before seeking any legal representation regarding the Camp Lejeune Justice Act. Make sure you speak with a department service officer of the American Legion to better understand your rights. Oh, Alphas, we got something for you today. We have a CEO sitting in front of us today from Vet TV, And as I introduced him to you earlier, and this is, this is Waco Hoover. Waco Hoover, welcome to Tango Alpha. Lima. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. We're going to try to keep the production value uh, the same as you're used to. And I'm going to have to be super uber professional because I'm auditioning to be your correspondent in Los Angeles. I'm just. Okay. Okay. Well, let's not be, let's not be too professional so we can have some fun still. Yeah, that's my only request. <laughs> oh, good. Let me go get a beer at 1021 <laughs> oh, no. I have I have some tequila over here. We can pour it up. Whatever you guys will do. <laughs> it's early. It's early. Okay. So uh I'm a gentleman, so I I partake in ladies first. So I'm gonna let Ashley ask the first question. Oh, you're so sweet. Don't tell so anybody sweet. that doesn't match my street cred. Okay. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit edgy. A little softy. A little soft. <laughs> a little soft with time. So Waco, um, so you're a proud U.S. Marine. You got out of the service. Oh, oh, there it is. Sorry. I had to wait for that interjection from him. So <laughs> you're a proud U.S. Marine. You separated from the military, right? You complete your, you know, Harvard Business School executive education programs. You move into this entrepreneurial pathway. How exactly did you get from this transition? So you got out of the military. What led you to your education pathway and your interest in entrepreneurship and investing and entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had, before I went in the Marine Corps, I had promised my 
my family, specifically my grandmother, who I was very close with, that, hey, Graham, I'm going to join the Marine Corps, do my four years, and I'm going to go to college and get my degree. I would say I was an atypical enlisted Marine, you know, going in. And it was, uh, but, you know, my experience was, was, was some of the, you know, I was described as some of the best and worst times of my life, like, like most of us probably. But I'll say that, you know, so I went to undergrad at NYU. After my freshman year, I went and did a, uh, a, um, an internship at the Cannes Film Festival. And so when I went to move to New York, I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do finance, e-com, you know, that's, let's just go that route, really traditional business. But when I went to the internship, oh, it just opened my eyes to so much more that was out there. I was exposed to the entertainment industry, media, technology. It was really, really incredible just to, you know, be exposed to that and realize that, wow, I don't have to just, you know, go this very traditional finance corporate path. And that really kind of spurred my entrepreneurial bug and which ended up, you know, while I was in college, uh, started two companies that we grow on, that we would go on to sell, you know, years later, but it was, it was really, like I said, an extraordinary experience of just trying something. Cause honestly, when the, when I had a buddy at school who said to me, he goes, Hey Hoover, you know, there's the, there, there's internships, at the Cannes Film Festival. You go check it out. I was like, well, I don't really know what the Cannes Film Festival is, but you know, two and a half weeks in the South of France sounds awesome. So just taking a chance on a whim and, you know, uh, many, many years later, you know, here we are. So that was, that was literally the, uh, the, the genesis and just kind of the starting point for everything else that I would do, you know, for the past, you know, 20, 20, 20 years now, actually to, to, to this year. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I've, I've always believed in serendipity. I think that sometimes we're just put into these pathways and I think we're always prepared for the opportunity. Sometimes we want to talk ourselves out of it and I'm happy that, you know, you had that moment, right? Like you went to that festival, you, you interned, you went to South France, which sounds lovely. That's a whole conversation separately. Right? It was. And you, you know what, incidentally, what's really interesting is the reason why they picked me over the other uh, candidates is because I was in, I had served in the Marine Corps. Okay. And so they thought, oh, this guy had, he's deployed, you know, over the world. Uh, and, you know, mm -hmm. he just has a completely different scope of experience for traveling internationally, you know, all those different things that, you know, you, the skill sets you acquire along the way versus somebody else who's a freshman or sophomore or junior in college who just wants to go in and do that. So that was, uh, that was really cool to, to, to learn along the way. That's that's interesting you say that. I've I've heard some feedback along along the lines of like education, folks getting fellowships, internships, pursuing entrepreneurship, and a lot of them have you know given credit to their military background. So that's really inspiring yeah. to hear that that was also a determining factor that really, like you said, set forth that that genesis, that journey, that saga, if you will, <laughs> of 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 you and just leading you into these entrepreneurial endeavors. So yeah. and, and, and I was going to say, there's like two things just to add on to that. You know, it, when I first like was starting a business in college, I was like, well, I'm in college. I like really have nothing to lose. But this was back in, this is in 2002 when, you know, entrepreneurship wasn't this sexy founder thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like there was no Silicon Valley in terms of television show. And so it was, it just meant that, oh yeah, you, you couldn't really get another job at, at that time. And so it was, uh, it was still the early, early days of all that. But to, to your, your comment just a moment ago, <clears throat> I 100% attribute my ability to stay the course growing businesses when sometimes it just seemed insane to keep going. Uh, all, odds, all odds are stacked against you. Everything is going wrong. And the Marine Corps just suck it up, gut it out, stay the course. Those, uh, those things have been extraordinary uh, with respect to growing businesses. 
I think that's, those are very wise and inspiring words. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and there's a lot of entrepreneurs. Have you heard that term or phrase before? I, I have it, but I, I like that. That's great. <laughs> you know, there are folks that will be bootstrap and they will find a way, they will figure it out. They will stay the course, just as you stated. And there are other folks that will, that will give up. Right. And even in entrepreneurship, like sometimes failure is eminent, like it's going to happen, but right. failing, you know, failure isn't final. Like I'm an entrepreneur myself and I, I have made mistakes. Like that's expected, but it's about how you respond to those mistakes and push forward and adapt and improvise, overcome, right? Yeah, I've, I've failed at way more things than I've succeeded. And that's how it's supposed to be. But that's one of the most important things along life, or if you do want to uh, be a serial entrepreneur, just start a business, it's, it's okay to fail. You're going to evolve and change and pivot that all the way, all the way around. It's not necessarily the idea that you go into it with. The one thing that's certain is that failure is you know, determined by hard work, but the uh, one thing that's certain is you are going to make mistakes along the way, and it's how you evolve that business model, that concept, that's going to determine whether somebody you know, builds a unicorn business with a valuation over a billion dollars or yeah. $10 million, or just build something that they're really passionate about doing, and they can take care of their family. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely, I know Jeff's got some, some burning questions, but I will say this. I did see your crew out at the military influencers conference out in Las Vegas. So it was really nice to see you all out there. And I know that Jeff definitely wants to get into to vet TV. So I'll pass it over to him. All right. I have a few things I want to clear up. Uh, yeah. Oh no, he's going to, he's going to knock me because I said it in the wrong order. I'm sorry. You say it all the time. I'm not I'm allowed to make about- mistakes. See? I'm, I want to thank I want to thank both of you for preparing me for the future. I, I have heard that everyone makes mistakes, and I'm, I'm sure one's coming up for me very soon. And now, because of you, I know how to deal with it. Also, uh, unlike Ashley, I do not believe in serendipity. She stole all my friend's money at the dance club she worked at, and I, I just what? I can't trust serendipity any longer. Vet TV. <laughs> there, there Are you to, insinuating I, there, my stripper yeah. name is serendipity? Because I would <laughs> definitely be a quality. That's, okay, that is fantastic. Like, I, there has to be a story behind this before we move on. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't drop. You can't drop. Steal all my friends' stripper money and then just move on. Like you didn't just set off a little bomb. It sounds like a spectacular story, and I'm really interested now. <laughs> I'm I'm passively pitching. That's all I'm doing. Oh <laughs> and so, also. So the the final thing is one of my own personal phrases registered jeff daly circa last year maybe uh do you know what you call an entrepreneur with a crappy idea a ceo or a success or i don't know (laughs) entrepreneur oh that's another entrepreneurial idea so that's that's my take on entrepreneur so you they say, they say in this world, do what you love. And you have combined all of the things, Ashley, that you love. But I defined all the things. I didn't just say all the, all the things that you love. You did the military. You're into, the, you said you, when you went to Cannes, you got into tech and entertainment. And now you're, you're doing this is, do you think part of the success of Vet TV is that you've combined all the things that you love? So there's there's a number of things that have contributed to the success of Vet TV. 
I have been involved in the business for almost three and a half years. And so there's the, 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 the founder, a whole host of people that were there at the early days that I, I wasn't there for. I didn't start the business, but I knew the founder, uh, Danny Marr. When he got out of the Marine Corps, we met in 2013. So we've known each other for almost 10 years. So I've you know indirectly been involved with the business as you know friends, big brother, just lending guidance, mentorship when, when helpful. And so I said, I've only been formally involved with the business for about, like I said, almost three years. And I just put the CEO hat on in October of last year. So it's still very early days in the grand scheme of things. But to answer your original question, <clears throat> there are a whole host of things that have made the company successful. Uh, number one, I think that you know what we're doing, no one else has done until now. Mainstream media, mainstream Hollywood, they, they don't create film and television for those who serve. They're not creating stories that are designed for all of us on this on this call today all of our experiences the subculture that is the military regardless of what your mos was it's completely unique and different to you know civilians who haven't experienced that you know think about you know when i go on a business business trip now and today i'm gone for you know three days seven days whatever it might be you know it, my wife and family has never known that but the in the military you're gone for three months seven months longer depending on where you're going and what you're doing and so that experience, the strains on relationships, family, kids, very few people, unless you've served or been close to it, can really appreciate that. And currently, you know, there's no television programming serving that part of our community. And, and you guys know the stats. There's 21 million veterans active duty, another 19 million spouses. Then that doesn't even include, you know, kids and family members. And so entertainment has always been at the forefront of cultural change. And we want to be a part of positive storytelling within the military community that uh, can harness the same power that happens in other aspects of, of mainstream media. You know, all of us grew up, you know, be with an icon, whether it was in sports or music or, or something else. And so again, if we can, in some tiny way, you know, inspire, inform and entertain, you know, our community to pursue their dreams or be a better version of their self or learn something or take a chance, whatever it might be, that's the power of storytelling. And I think that's first and foremost, the, the really special secret sauce about Vet TV. Another part of it is that we are all veterans who are creating stories and serving you know, our community. And there's a certain edge to how we tell stories. There's uh, an authenticity that's a part of it. It's rugged and it's supposed to be because that's the military experience. Uh, it's, it's all those things we're thrown in from whether it's OCS or boot camp, you know, if you're offered officer enlisted, high stress environments. And there's again strains on family, again, all this stuff. And so it, you know, our stories reflect that experience, which is a really important aspect of what we're doing. And then the other part of it is is the passion that we go into this. You know, I sort of serve on the board of a nonprofit, Reverend Warriors, Mission to Prevent Veteran Suicide. We are a mission first brand. The company was started to build community reinforce camaraderie and ultimately improve the mental health of our, our community service members and prevent suicide because social connections save lives. We're just doing that through entertainment by having a commonality in shows and, and things that are relatable to people. Those are some of the those are some of the building blocks that have enabled us to be successful up until this point. Wow. Um, you said a lot of good stuff. I'm gonna I, tell you that I'm super flattered that you started with you guys know the stats because 
<laughs> we don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a compliment. I had I didn't even know I was I was throwing one out there. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're giving undue credit. So that was that was that's that's a lot of it's a lot of mission. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of stuff that you're doing. As you were talking, I was thinking about uh, we do. There is a lot of content. I don't want to say con content. I mean, from Hollywood all the way down yeah. to a TikTok video. Uh, there is content about the military, but it all has to do with war, or, 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 or something, something dire, like mm -hmm. someone suffering through whatever they're suffering through, and you guys have you guys have focused on comedy but you're, you're branching out so what what is what is your content content mix and where is it going sure so you know the our our dna comedy is in our dna and it will always be there because you know that is part of the military experience laughing at you know the really messed up situations that we experience along the way the absurdity of military experience even though I'm incredibly proud of it. I can also acknowledge that some of the stuff was ridiculous and they're outrageous stories as we all know and can, and, and can attest to. And so that'll always be there. But, you know, I don't know about you guys, you know, again, love comedy, but there's a lot of other things on my television at home. There's a lot of other things I watch with my wife and my friends and family. And so in order for us to, you know, effectively really uh, make the biggest impact we can on the military and serve, you know, the, the broader military, we've got to expand, broaden the aperture, as we, as we call it, for the types of shows that we're going to produce. So, you know, earlier this year, we released uh, our, one of our first documentaries, Let's Talk About the War, which is just an incredible piece. Uh, it's uh, right now we're putting it out there to be screened on the festival circuit uh, for film festivals uh, all over the, over the, over the country and in Europe. And so, those are some of the different things we're doing. But in addition to that, we're licensing content. There's an incredible show called Operation Hidden Treasures that was done with J-Dog, with Grunt Style, with Irreverent Warriors, and the producer was a gentleman named Jim Milio. Do you guys remember that show, uh, Dog Whisper, with Caesar Milan by chance? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's still a show, isn't it, or no? I, I don't know, but it, uh, I'm not sure, actually, if it's still, if they're doing new episodes. I don't think so, but Jim is the producer of that. And so uh, they created this show that's feel good, inspirational, where they're going around and they're taking, you know, uh, stuff that people think is junk. And then they're gifting it to people who are like, wow, this is incredible for my home or my family, because we all have stuff like that. Something that we take for granted that's sitting in our house or that we never use is incredible for another individual. And so that's what, that's a reality show. So that's an example of things. Then we have, uh, we're working on a, another documentary that's focused on psychedelics. Uh, Ashley, you may have seen the, the panel last week, where we're talking about how psychedelics, uh, the research and the impact for, you know, veterans and even, you know, uh, the broader, you know, uh, uh, human population out there. It's incredible. The results are spectacular for treating PTSD, TBI, the VA is doing research on this. So that's another example. You know, we're looking at uh, other shows. The, think, the, do you know the show called The View, if you've ever seen that? You know, mm -hmm. where, the, where's the military's version of that? Where again, you can talk about these different uh, experiences that oh. very few people actually go through. And so those are the types mm -hmm. of things that we're looking at, that we're developing. We have a talk show that we've been running uh, this year that, so it's called Non-Commissioned News. So think Colbert Report or Daily Show, but with the lens of the military, talking about issues that we care about and having guests on there who are 
entrepreneurs, executives, influencers, actors, uh, a nice cross-section of people. But the whole idea is to you know, um, talk about things from our perspective uh, as we see it. So hopefully that gives you just a, a high-level broad brushstrokes of kind of what that mix is looking like. And there's a whole host of other, uh, other uh, types of shows that are in development as well. Yeah, wow. That, I love all that. Yeah, that show when you're talking about taking something from your home that you don't see any value in and giving to somebody else, I, you could have named that show my ex. And that would have been amazing. <laughs> you are on a different wavelength right now. Cause like I'm over here thinking like the, I am the veteran Leslie. Nope. I've got binders for days as a former military police sergeant. Like yeah. I have oh. stories galore. Yes. And we I would love to talk bubbly, to you and hear about some oh, of those. Yes. Oh, bubbly fatal yeah. optimist making things happen. <laughs> making soldiers carry water cans. Do you hear how loudly they love me? <laughs> oh joy that's where my i'm gonna switch your focus back to our guests for a second if we you know that's kind of why we're mm-hmm. here before you came on we had uh we had a story uh of, i don't know if you saw all's quiet on the western fronts on netflix I, I know and i have not had a chance to see it yet but it looks it looks really really great i haven't watched it yet either it's okay. one of those you need you need to block out time because I, I think yeah. it's long. Yes. But you were talking about licensing content and we were talking about these videos that MGM put out back in the day. Uh, they used dogs and made parodies of their own blockbuster film. And I'm, I'm suggesting that for, for content for you. It's a dogville comedy, the dogway melody. It's uh, they're, they're, they're make, it, the cast is all dogs. And I love they're, it. They're sitting around and they have human voices. And <laughs> I don't know. Watch where, this is this is real. This is real. I don't know where to watch something like that other than people. Some people have gotten a hold of it and put it on YouTube, but it's right. it's definitely not official. Right. Do you do you remember one of my one of my favorite films growing up? Do you remember that movie Homeward Bound with mm-hmm. all the the animals that like could talk to each other and everything? And so that's what the film when they get lost and they have to navigate home. I've wanted to do a film like that forever you know and you could layer in the you know the military to that but yeah anyways I, i'm we, i've got two labs downstairs uh sleeping right now while i'm in this so i i'm huge huge dog lover like a canine version like retired canines collaborating yes. with the new oh. with the puppies could you imagine the the, the humor characters would, oh, yeah. oh my goodness it would be incredible and also just them talking the merch about handlers or whoever they would just be like these like I, can you believe this guy? He's an idiot. Like idiot. the things that he does are ridiculous. He's going to send me down this thing. We could just go around. It's fine. There's nothing over. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there's, there's so, there's so much yes. there. That would be right. gold. I also think a reality, if you're getting into the reality of what is Holly writing? A canine transition story. Oh, yeah. that, that might make me cry. But as Waco knows, they confiscate our tear ducts when we processed into boot camp. I'll cry for both of you. And they didn't give, they didn't give them back. (laughs) I, I think, I think a reality show at an American Legion post, if it ever could get approved, would be amazing. CB would probably choke on his lunch if I brought up the idea to him. Oh my God, (laughs) there's no way, there's no way we're going to allow that. But we could have the emblem everywhere and it could be incorrect and he would just 
Oh my God. Upside down in front of a flag. (laughs) Oh, just everything. Yeah. Actually, that's the show. That's the show. It's just you guys messing with people. Yes, 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 yes. No, the whole show would be messing with CV. Okay, okay. That would be. We just make a, we can make a fake sizzle reel and send it to him for approval and film that. Film him watching the sizzle reel and we're trying to get approval. The shots of him looking really close at his computer and then like, are <laughs> have, you met Mark have you met Mark C.V. Waco? No, 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 I haven't. So none oh, of this is funny to you, but trust not, me, not as funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, trust me, it would be hilarious. Okay. Uh, and maybe, maybe the thing is, because, you know, we're, we're at Hollywood 43, we're partnering with you and, you know, we've, we've, I was at, like I told you off camera, I was out of town. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you were just there a couple of weeks ago, week ago, something like that. Yes, a week ago, and, yeah. And uh, I've heard nothing but good things, and people want to see this. People want to see this content. And can you tell us how they do that? Absolutely. So we have an app like HBO Max, like Disney, like Netflix. You can access it on your phone, tablet big screen, your 70 inch television at home, computer, however you want to see it. You can download it on the you know, iOS, Android store, or just go online, subscribe, and you can get access to, to all the content. We also, if you just want to check it out, every first episode is free. So you can, you can take a peek at that. And then as an example, all of the interviews that we did at the American Legion National Convention, those are all, you just have to sign up for the app. You don't have to pay for it. You can get access to all of those as well. So there's a whole you know host of ways that you can do that. And do you, I wanted just to comment on your you know the partnership with the with Hollywood 43. We're so excited about that. We had such a great experience bringing you know the community together and screening some of our shows you know uh, last Sunday. <clears throat> and so doing that more and more. Just before this, we were talking about that. The next one we want to do is actually a show called Interpreters Wanted. And so it's all about interpreters and how critical they were to executing our missions you know in Afghanistan. And it follows their whole journey, their their children, the danger that they were in operating alongside U.S. forces, and then finally their journey coming back to America, where they live now uh, and, are, and are becoming citizens. So that's a that is going to be a really really powerful one that we're incredibly proud of. We have an amazing director, three time award winning, uh, three time Emmy award winner, and uh, gentleman doing the score. Yeah, works for Hans Zimmerman. So we're like I said, we're very excited about that in addition to the uh the other the other programs and, and concepts that we talked about that are in development so working for oh first of all working for hans I, i'm assuming he doesn't do the lawn he does something musical for hans zimmer musical yes exactly yeah. he's uh he's uh but he uh, incidentally i think he also cooks uh for Hans. so yeah i'm not sure which is the music of flavor so I think <laughs> I like how we're just playing off this. I'm going to stop because I could keep going, but you know, <laughs> I was I had a question for Holly, but we got lost in the ridiculousness, so I forgot. Oh, I was going to say, did you get that 43 plug? It was the audio clear and was the lighting good on him? Because I I feel like I might have some uses for that in the story on our social media. I'm just thinking outside the box here i'm promoting i'm promoting vet tv not my post 43 in hollywood we get we can we can promote each other together because we're actually working together on the on the film festival 
that that's taking place, I think, in April. Oh, the, the member made media competition. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm uh, one of the judges for that, so really excited about pulling Ooh. in a lot of a lot of stakeholders and looking at some some great up and coming uh, filmmakers. And I believe you're going to show <laughs> the winner. That's exactly right, too. That is a bold that's a bold step for not having seen it yet. Well, you got remember we got to take risks. <laughs> I'm going to tell them that don't do full frontal nudity. <laughs> we could we could discover the next Spielberg or it's going to be a, a big bomb. I, either way, we'll have a lot of fun doing it and we'll uh, expose some amazing, uh, aspiring veteran filmmakers. <laughs> Which is outstanding because uh, the creative side of the veteran community, I don't I mean, we're out there. We're we're doing right. lots of things. I mean, I think of my friends like Jennifer Marshall on Stranger Things. I think of, uh, I think of who Ashley just met, Rob Riggle, who's a forty three member. Yep. I think of, I think of I, I, endless numbers of people and organizations like VME Veterans Media and Entertainment up here in LA yep. and all the work yep. that they do, getting internships. So even on the business side of entertainment. You know, the, the creative side of us doesn't get enough credit. I agree. Um, yeah. We have, I mean, SEALs are known for being authors. Uh, Army guys, <laughs> I mean, so the, the author part, the heavy, we can teach you how to bake a cake because I was a SEAL. That kind of stuff gets a lot of the credit. Um, and, and quite frankly, the traditional route that you were talking about, getting out, going to Ivy League, Ivy League schools, mm -hmm. that that kind of story gets traction. But unfortunately, why doesn't that story translate over to you're doing this creative thing? You're not you're not following the the stereotype of the veteran or let's just say it a Marine. Right. People don't think that we're creative. And and I love that you're putting it out there. Well, you know, and it's it's a really interesting point you make because I we feel we oftentimes we think that we could do collectively we could do a much better job of how we portray the the veteran or, or the the member of the military. <clears throat> There's a lot of stereotypes that exist with that, and you know we want to do for a lot of our storytelling, you know, we want to tell the aspiring celebratory aspects of what's out there. I mean. Think about you know the the founder of FedEx. He's a former Marine. You know that's 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 a really cool story to tell. That's an uplifting story to tell about just all the trials, tribulations, challenges that he had in building that business and all the life stuff along the way. Because it's hard enough building a business, but it's you know incredibly hard uh, doing that when you've got a family and all the other things that you know all of us are dealing with, or you're dealing with. A bunch of demons up here uh, that, that you're trying to, to work through too. So, you know, again, but that, like I said, that that's the, you know, dispelling that myth, I think that, ex that exists out there is, is a really important aspect of, of what we can do for the military community. But I think also for the future of the military, it's something that's really important. You know, if you look at it for, for the last 20 years, you know, we've been, um, you know, celebrating the military and we've been, you know, putting uh, so many service members, you know, putting them out in front of football games, concerts, these types of things, which I think is amazing. We should be doing that. But, you know, a lot of them, you know, are, are you know, the, the, the broken and the battered. And those are incredibly important stories 
to, to celebrate and tell, but there's a lot of other stories that are out there that we can be telling too. So that when, you know, a, a mom or dad who their kid comes and says, Hey, you know what? I, I might want to join the military. You know, we need to share those stories. So people see the other side of that, the incredible people that are coming out of the military and transitioning post-service. And that is such an important aspect of how we ensure that we have you know, the strongest military in the world, because look around what's happening globally. It doesn't look like humanity is calming down as it relates to less war, sadly enough. And so it's just one of those things that, you know, like, are we, do, do we feel like we're a part of national security and combat readiness? No, but through storytelling and how we portray, you know, members of the military, I, I think we do in some respect as we get bigger and bigger and our stories can be shared more broadly. Did you get a clean audio on that too? Because he just dropped the mic. Uh, so <laughs> Vet TV is not just helping vets. Vet TV is helping the military, helping in the recruiting because all branches except for which one, Waco, had trouble with their goals in recruiting this oh, year? I, I think it may have been the uh, URA branch. Yeah, the Marine Corps. The, uh, yeah. The Marine Corps, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah the yeah. only one that met the recruiting <laughs> goals. And you know why? You know why? Because people see themselves as becoming excellent through the Eagle Globe and Anchor. That's what works. Right. Esprit de corps. The crap of climbing a mountain and slaying a dragon, that didn't work. We're gonna we're gonna throw that one out with the army of one. Like that. I'm not a team player, I'm an army of one. That was a terrible decision. And look, I don't even know what our current slogan is. Let's be real. I'm just like, okay. It's let's be real. That's a weird slogan for maybe could be if they're taking, you know, good fairy ideas. All right. But Waco, you've got, you've got world saving to do. You put a lot on your shoulders. We are not going to keep you much longer. In fact, because we have an appointment, I think. That was me fake typing on my other computer. Here. We have an appointment to talk about you, but we can't have you there. It's top secret behind the scenes. Seems fair. Seems fair. Yeah. You, I mean, it's top secret until 1115, until November 15th, when the episode comes out, then you can, then you can watch it. But I don't think we're going to have anything but great stuff to say. Your, you, your personal journey is amazing and you're telling the story of other people's journeys is is admirable thank you thank you we, we love what we're doing and are, are really excited to keep doing it and, and make it you know as, as as meaningful and make the biggest contribution we can well thank you i don't want to keep you i'm sure you have another you have another pitch meeting about um <laughs> a buddy comedy called jeff and ashley I was going to put it in alphabetical yes. order, yeah. but I wasn't first, so I did it reverse alphabetical you, order. You, you guys are going to be the first that we call to do the canine transition cartoon story. You guys are going to be Please. the, two, you're going to be the voices for the characters. Right. Thank you. Right. That would be glorious. <laughs> I will said, channel all of my sarcasm and veteran Leslie Nope, Sergeant G, Mama G. I will channel it all into some sassy dog who knows what's up. Stop. He's not, gonna call, he's not going to call us now. <laughs> what? I am. What we we need a sassy we need a sassy dog character. It's Hide who you are until we get the call. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like dating. Don't show who you are right away. What? That's <laughs> terrible advice. Nobody listened to that. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. People yeah. think I'm an entrepreneur that went to Harvard when I go on a first date. Oh my. 
I, I do think, you know, on the dating thing, I think, you know, when, uh, when my wife and I first met, you know, we were very open with each other. Uh, she's an attorney. So we both have really dark senses of humors and mm. it was, we were, we pretty much showed our hand pretty immediately. We didn't kind of play the game or anything like that, dancing around it. I think Thank you. It's, at some point in your life, I think there's something to be said for sh- just being who you are. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean like, and, and, and again, if you're, if your house is super messy and, and gross, like don't be that person initially, you know, then you do need to, you have a hard sell, you know, on that. But I think being, being upfront, cause why do you want to waste their time or your time? You know, that's, that, that's how I feel. Thank you. Waco. Nathan, Thank Lee. you. That's currently my life right now. <laughs> you're making Ryan. it sound, you're making it sound romantic Waco, but you said she's I'm a, a storyteller. That's my that's my job, Jeff. We're she basically <laughs> cross-examined you, and you didn't. You were under oath. You couldn't. You didn't have any. You had no defense. That's my kind of woman. Yes, all of and the yeses. All right, we're doing the we're doing Locked the Midwest we're doing the Midwest goodbye thing. And Holly's <laughs> motioning me to get us off the air because we can't afford to pay Waco's overtime. So thank you so <laughs> much for being here and. I look forward to seeing more content on Vet TV and telling everyone I know, all the alphas out there, tune in to Vet <laughs> TV because it's where you want to be. I, I, that was great. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, guys. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Giving Tuesday was created in 2012 as a global day of giving. This year, Giving Tuesday is November 29th, and it marks the start of the season where many make an extra effort to help others. During this time, there are many ways you can support the American Legion. Give your time, give a donation, give a gift, or simply give the power of your voice in your local community. Whatever you give will help support the well-being of veterans, the military, their families, and communities. Learn more at legion.org backslash givingtuesday. Wow, that is a lot of entertainment goodness wrapped up in an interview. And I guess I'll give my takeaway first. Vet TV is an amazing outlet. I think they're doing great work. I love the idea that you can do you can do your work with things that you love in this world and be successful. And Vet TV is doing it. They were they had a great event at my post, so I've seen firsthand how they do live events, uh, and it's it's great. Ashley, what was your takeaway? So I really enjoy the content, and uh, having been at a conference more recently with the Vet TV folks, um, they just really gave me an insight onto all of I think it's like V for I think it's V for Valor if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it was one of the pieces of content that was recommended to me. So it's really nice to hear Waco talk about his journey and transition and how he is the serial entrepreneur. I think that's a really viable option for a lot of service members in transition who are interested in the creative arts. Uh, As we discussed, I don't think that we put a lot of emphasis on veterans being creative. I think we're creative problem solvers, but in the creative arts, there's never really a spotlight on us. So there are a lot of programs out there. Um, and Vet TV is really shining a light on those creatives and bringing content that's relatable to an audience that otherwise is underrepresented. So I think it's a really great, um, really great organization. I think they're doing really great stuff and I'm excited to see what continued content they produce. All right, and some of the content they produced included the two very people you're looking at on the screen. They have some videos that uh, feature uh, the two of us, not together, we never got 
interviewed together, unfortunately. I guess we do enough. If people want to see us together, here it is. Uh, those videos are available on Vet TV. You can download their app, and it's ahead of the paywall. A lot of their shows, like he said, you can watch the first episode free, but you can watch all of the American Legion videos that were made at the National Convention by Vet TV for free. Zippo Zero Zilch. And you'll be so impressed that I'm sure you'll consider subscribing to Vet TV. But until that moment, we have something more for you. It's free, no paywall involved, and it is part of our amazing day. Ash is muted, so I'm going to go into this. I'm going to start it by myself, and she will join me when she wants to join me. And we're going to go pew, 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 and fire. Rapid fire number one. Pentagon attributes UFO sightings to spies, airborne trash. As it, There's no and, so I'm assuming... They're calling spies the airborne trash, which is kind of insulting to a visitor. This is from the Military Times by Jonathan Leierfeld. Intelligence officers are set to deliver Congress a new report on unexplained aerial phenomenon better known as UFOs. The document from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence will provide an update to a report the intelligence agency made public in June 2021, which explored more than 140 incidents of UAP encounters between 2004 and 2021. Despite calls for greater transparency from legislators and military leaders, it is not clear which contents of the coming report will be made public. While it could offer more detailed explanations into the surge of recent sightings, Defense Department officials are downplaying theories of alien invasions and emphasizing ordinary objects they say are more likely to blame. Military officials told the New York Times that most resolved UFO cases can be attributed to foreign spies or airborne trash. In May, during Congress's first public UFO hearing in more than 50 years, Pentagon officials tested, testified that a video with mysteriously glowing green triangles actually displayed drones that were shot through night vision lenses. I don't know if I'm more terrified, Ashley, of it being an alien or the fact that they think it's foreign spies and just trash in the air. <laughs> Oh, only in America, a UFO, only that's in just, America, ladies and gentlemen. Not a UFO. That's just toxic garbage. Don't worry about it's it. Toxic garbage yeah. floating through the air. Now let me know going about, going about your business. BPA and particles everywhere and smog or, you know, no one believes in global warming these days, it feels like. So, you know, how all they call of it, the above. How they call it space junk. So maybe the UFOs are going to be for Space Force to they can clean up the atmosphere. Maybe. That it could be a new, you know. That could be a new initiative. I re the, they're really going to tell. They're really going to tell us. Foreign spies. That does not make me feel better. <laughs> foreign spies. Trash in my air doesn't make me feel better. I'd rather. And here's the here's the thing. So they say um, the 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 ones that have been kind of figured out. Those were trash and. And, and foreign spies still seems far-fetched to me, but hey, I'm not a NASA guy. 
But what about all the ones that weren't figured out? Huh? I don't know. Little, little green men. Sounds it's like women, I guess, if they're if they procreate like we do. See, happy. I did that for you. Aww. I potentially told an alien her story. That was really sweet. Look at you being all generous. You almost said woke. I almost said woke. You're right. I almost did. And I said, you know what? He's probably expecting me to say that. You know, I've been working with you too long. I know you too well. And you're going to say woke. And I was going to say, it's not woke. That's sleepwalking. Cause that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're now, your dreams. We're now, let's not talk about that on air. That's private. <laughs> All right. We're going to rapid fire number two. Here we go. It's getting saucy. Oh man, this is good. Woo. This is saucy. Mm. The military's extremely sex negative, says Army Reserve Major, who made a porn video. If your Army Reserve Major Mike Itkis, Itkis? Itkis? If you reverse those <laughs> syllables, it's kiss it. That should be his porn name. And running for Congress as an Just... independent candidate in New York's 12th congressional district. How do you follow up the all the attention you generated? Why is the thing going over my words? For your long shot bid after posting a campaign porn video online, Itkiss is next taking his sex positive message to the masses in an interview, interview with Billy Prosita. I don't know who that is. For an episode of the comedian's the Man Whore Podcast, a sex-positive quest for love, where it can share some provocative thoughts on the military's attitudes about sex and adultery. Just to be clear, Major Itkis got naked and had sex on camera twice with adult star Nicole Sage in a Pornhub.com video that he entitled Bucket List Bonanza. <laughs> We're not linking the video here, but you can find it for yourself if you so choose. I think this is the one time that Super Producer Holly is not going to research and post uh, the line in our show notes. Wait, she's typing. She better not be posting the link in our show notes to the video. This is bucket list crazy. <laughs> so what do you think? If you're running for Congress and you're... Uh, an officer, a major, no less, uh, in the in the military. Is this a good idea, or is this why we have social media policies? We this is why we have social media policies. <laughs> this is exactly. Oh, car, my dog has something to say about that. <laughs> oh my god! There's even like, if you go to the military.com article, there's like his campaign, like for the the man horror podcast episode four sixty. He looks. Like it's got such a like patriotic vibe to it. And it's just like, it's just so, it just, it's just bewildering hey, to me. Don't question a man's patriotism who publicly raises his flagpole. Can <laughs> 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 we say that, Holly? <laughs> it's flagpole. Yeah. Uh, no? Oh You're going to edit that? Oh, oh my. we're just going. So I'm just saying, what, what, how, how is this, how is this helping him run for Congress? 
listen there's that weird turn of phrase where they say like you know there's no such thing as bad pr i don't know this one kind of puts you in the category of like ah uh, that's a lot i mean don't get me wrong like i'm a, a sex positive individual but if i were gonna run for office like that's not something I would even consider in the marketing plan. Like somebody pitched that out to him. Somebody said, you know what would get us views? I don't think, I think he pitched that out. You think he pitched it? Yeah. So I'm sure there was some half brain, something in there that did the market research and said, you know what? You know how many people watch porn? This is where you need to go. I'm sure somebody crunched numbers, Mr. Economics data man. I'm sure somebody pitched it to him actively. And he was like, all right, cool, cool. What do I have to lose? I mean, it's my first time go at this. I'm not intended. Somebody would have. I'm not even going to say it. My puns are in too much danger of getting edited. Um, but I will say, <laughs> I would think somebody would have a better head on their shoulders, and leave it at that. So I, I just think that this can't this can't be a winning formula for a campaign. It just cannot, and it cannot be how a major becomes a lieutenant colonel. I just. Well, here's the other thing. Like if you go on through the article, it talks about how a major becomes a private. Well, that's exactly how it happens. But it says, (laughs) are the, he, in this question, in this article, hold on. We're pausing for a dog barking break. Ashley's going to be back momentarily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry. My doggos are barking like crazy. So it goes on to say, you know, adultery in the military says, are the U.S. military rules about adultery necessary to preserve order or have they become outdated? You can probably guess where Ickes lands on this one. The military still enforces adultery laws. It's a federal case effectively. Ickes, blah, 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 said it's only recently that they stopped persecuting people or prosecuting people who are separated that looks like adultery and it looks like the major th- major thing anyway the military addresses human sexuality it seems to be extremely sex negative first of all guy do you know the definition of adultery there is a good working order and conduct if you mess up in your chain of command and you're messing around with other people and like you've got like family there's a reason why there's some of these rules in place. Like you don't just get to like step out because you're some some major running for Congress and you want to make a porn. Like I don't, think he, I don't think he did adultery. No, but he's like he's. I'm just I'm confused because it's like he's basically saying. I think all this is outdated, and it's like okay. So you're gonna like create policy like. You know what I mean? Like, if you're mentioning that, like, are you proposing policy to change that? Just, I, I don't, like, I'm just, I, I don't understand the angle, right? Like, usually when folks run on platform issues, this is, a, this is like a taboo. Like, people don't talk about this unless they're, like, moving into, like, LGBTQ plus in the community at large, right? You're talking about human rights, this is about adultery in the military, making a porno and trying to get some hits from some targeted marketing. I don't know. I've obviously people know how I feel about this right now without having to further explain, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, the, I, I left the last thing out of the thing on purpose. 
So I, I don't want to get too much into his adultery stuff. But I do think I do think that all of this focusing on being what is I guess it's being called sex positive is not really a platform to run on. I mean, people do what they do behind their own closed doors. Nobody's nobody's prosecuting him for for making a porn video. It's legal. He can do whatever he wants. Um, mm -hmm. I, I but I I just I just don't see it connecting with people who vote. Let's think about that. It's people who vote. There might be you might have an audience out there, but I'm guessing. They don't all their voter percentage rates probably not very high as people who are go people who are grabbing their pearls going I can't believe he's made a porn video that they vote those people vote and I I can't even tell where he's from in this but um hey, I man, just good good luck on your campaign looking forward to seeing I'm it actually going to study somewhere I'm going to watch this race. I'm going to watch this race and see how he does. Like uh, a sex celebrity in the military. Dun, dun, all right. Uh -huh. Oh, he's in New York? He's in New York. Oh, boy. So we'll, we'll, see how that, we'll see how that works out for him. Anyway, so I need to go. I can't make an informed decision until I see the product. So, Ashley, can you get us out of here, please? Sure. Consent is important. All right. Thanks for so that. You're welcome. See, <laughs> no, it's not that's... that hard, people. Just ask. <laughs> that's your PSA for the day. But I stand corrected. Don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Off the Lava podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are consuming your podcast. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so the world knows how much you adore us. And if you do have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, y'all. Y'all know you're my alpha dogs. Let's add to the pack. Spread the love of Tango Alpha Lima to all your friends. Tell them they can join the alpha pack and we can make Barky Productions together. Next time I see you all at the convention, we'll all stand somewhere and howl and bark at things because we're alpha dogs. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to declare episode or season three, episode one, three, four, mission complete. <laughs>